This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Podcast. Endless Ranners, welcome to episode 74 of your Endless Ranners podcast. My name is Chris. I'm just one of your Endless Ranners hosts this evening. I'm joined by the lovely and talented Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello. Hello Hello there. Robbie Spotlight's in the house. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, Robbie. Sorry, Jane. Happy fourth to you. Is that what you said? Happy fourth? Yeah, we're celebrating fourth. Okay. That's what I thought. That's right. That's right. And last but not least, it's producer Manny. What's going down, mole man? I can't get the smell of a supermarket loading dock out of my fucking nostrils to save my life right now. A supermarket loading dock. Okay. Why, that like, why were you in San Diego? It's the smell of ass. <laughs> At least that. I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. Yes. No, uh, I started a new gig. I'll be delivering raw milk, of all things, to your local independent, healthy markets around socal and some you know bigger chains that are also more health oriented so today was. can you keep me posted about this because i am interested in raw milk and is this legal in california yeah if you okay. uh bump into any divorcees you can be delivering some raw meat if you know what i mean i mean that's on the table as well yeah mo man <laughs> let's do this raw yeah, milk, huh? yeah what's that chris raw milk huh yes okay. yes and pulling into the back of the loading docks it's just like all sorts of funky smells and it's just yeah but anyway yeah. it's been a great day well the first thing i was gonna say was like this the smell of like spilled milk no you know like a century a century of spilled milk Mostly manny trash question. have you showered since you got home yet no <laughs> okay well is that important <laughs> Well, it, oh. it gives me oh, an I idea see. as to how difficult is it to get the smell out. Like, if you haven't even showered, you're not. Look at look at Rob's hat, by the way. Take heed. <laughs> Listen, I had some errands to run after work, so I haven't had a chance. It's not like I'm being a lazy slob. Okay. By the way, for listeners only, it says Rob is wearing Adam Carolla's favorite saying, don't do your best, do my best. He's also got a water cooler T-shirt on. Taking support of the uh, some of the Corolla lackeys that do the podcast Water Cooler. Bobo Boys. Nice. Now That's Rob right. is standing up and flexing his muscles. <laughs> Shout out to the Bobo Boys. What and up, for, guys? For the listeners only, he's continuing to stand up and flex his muscles. Now he's yeah. uh, doing poses now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm blushing now. <laughs> all right so where were we I, yeah i wasn't really uh thinking that you were still smell it was like almost metaphorical the this uh nope this smell you couldn't get out no it's just the smell oh, okay you need to shower man. come on <laughs> i will after we're no. done after we're done entertaining all our supporters and viewers you know we gotta okay. tell them about how we spent our fourth of july oh, well, wait a minute okay. wait a minute okay. speaking of t-shirts we've got mo man wearing a uh pen Pendex t-shirt for all those uh, fans of uh, latinx or latinx we got the pendejo x uh friends out there fans so uh you know we got uh 
Yeah, that's an awesome T-shirt, uh, Mole Man. We love it. It's unfair that it is unfair that when you call a man an asshole in in Spanish, Culero. that it's that it's uh, that it's masculine. You know what that's I mean? Right. Pendejo, is it? Yep. That's, that's it right. is unfair. There's not a Pandeja version. There is. There is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, okay. yeah. There's not. Yeah. It's not it's like, like amigo, amiga. They that's have right. Different endings if you're directing it to but, a male or a female. But they're trying to get rid of that because you know that's not how they roll down there. It's not woke enough, man. The blue-eyed devil, the whitey, uh, the woke people out there—they're trying to change our name, right? Could be, if they're not, you could be a Spanish asshole, but also trans. That's what <laughs> yeah. I think. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. If they're not, I'm sorry, but if they're not digging wells for us. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? That's a major uh, fashion faux pas. What's up with you, Jane? Yeah. What's up with that? I think you you didn't get the memo. No, I think what uh, what happened here is Rob being the uber feminist. He dropped the ball. It didn't tell us we were all supposed to, you know, wear matching tops. You're dropping the ball, Rob. You're not. Sorry, guys. You're not doing yeah. the. You're not doing the feminist movement any good here by dropping the ball. I'm gonna write an op-ed letter tomorrow to all my feminist uh, friends out there. Sorry, ladies. Are you a feminist now? I, I am. I'm. As of last week, I've been a feminist. Ever since okay. we hung out with the lady lackeys, I found my feminist side. So it's awesome, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. Thanks yeah, we we had a really good time with them last week. Hell yeah, was, we did. I was listening. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, we yeah. miss you, Chris. Yeah, I missed you guys too. I already missed yeah, you guys had, a, my you had fun. From their official mics. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh, I'm not cringing when I listen. That's right. You did sound so much better. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, we are, yeah, we're coming off a of 4th of July weekend. So we're going to talk about America and uh, patriotism, whatever that means nowadays. And uh, any 4th of July memories that we've had uh, from a couple days ago or a few days ago or, uh, you know, in the past. Before that, though, Rob, you want to tell people where they can get in touch with us? Oh, I sure can. So you guys can uh, check us out on Instagram. We are Endless Ranchers Podcast on Instagram. Also, Twitter, Endless Ranchers on Twitter. You can uh, also follow our uh, Facebook group. Uh, it's a private group, so uh, you are exclusive. It's free, so it's okay, guys. You can join our it's group. Free. You can join it's on free. the conversation. We're not going to charge you anything. Just join our Facebook group. Find us at Endless Ranchers. We'll accept you. We're and, very uh, accepting. That's true. We are, we are. Just send me a couple of nudes, and we're good. And then also, uh, Mo Man at How We Figure on Instagram and Twitter. Mo Man, How We Figure. And also, you can follow me at Instagram, Twitter, youtube or whatever facebook uh robbie spotlight check me out say hi i'll i'll make a meme for you or something i'll make fun of you and uh, we're we'll be good we'll have fun you do not have to send nudes to robbie to get into the facebook group <laughs> Damn, but it is on, chris it is preferred it's preferred thank you you know what i mean it's for vip en- access it's encouraged yeah it's VIP. encouraged preferred recommended that's right uh whatever you want to call it yeah yeah so uh uh, it's been a couple days, but we're recording right around July Fourth. So, what'd you all get into this weekend? Who wants to Who wants to talk about their fireworks? Jane, you I go actually first. didn't see any fireworks. Yeah, I was so I'm, I stayed here in LA. I didn't see any fireworks. I didn't do anything particularly Fourth of July. I went shopping. I did a, a huge, multiple shopping. Consumerism. There's sales. There's okay. sales going oh, on. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. Good yeah. Point. 
What about, do um, they even have fireworks out there? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were tons of fireworks. They were like they all did. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Legal. And I almost went to Hollywood. What? Legal fireworks. It was a mixture of both. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, like, so actual like Bowl, where they... sanctioned fireworks shows. Yes. Okay. They were all over the place. Okay. That's I good. heard them. I think I actually heard some illegal ones too, but yeah. And uh, I almost went to the Hollywood Bowl. Saturday, so the day before, but I did not scoop up the cheap tickets soon enough. So I went to Korean barbecue with a, a friend who was visiting from out of town. And I nice. also have to give a shout out because I was talking to someone who I found out that Ben Stein has his podcast. And I hadn't thought about this guy in forever, but he is a very good all American theme here. So he is, if you guys remember, he's the Best known for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. For dry, red eyes, clear eyes. <laughs> oh, of course. I know yeah. who Ben Stein is. Bueller. Yeah. yeah. Bueller. Right, right. The game he show. Discovered... So, yeah. yeah, I was talking to somebody who does a podcast with him three times a week. So I was like, how do I not know Ben Stein has a podcast? And they streamed to YouTube and it's called The World According to Ben Stein. So I want to give it a little shout out because they're kind of getting, they've gotten a little shadow ban. So when you, go to search for it you have to put in like all the words like you would think the world according to yeah 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 no there's there's a lot of weird stuff and like in that's coming out about how the social media they're shadow banning searches and things like that and like not completing auto searches for things that they don't want you to they don't want you to right know unless you type it in exactly right uh, yeah, the almost left has so, uh, shadow banned me on Instagram. So uh, all you guys, please check me out. Robbie Spotlight. Thank you guys. <laughs> the alt, the alt what? And, uh, the alt left. He, oh. and, uh, so Ben Stein actually sings at the end of every episode too, and they talk yeah. about a lot Whoa. of it's very political. That's cool. Um, he worked for yeah. Nixon. He worked for Nixon yes. or something like that. Like he was an economist for Nixon or speechwriter for Nixon. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sound right? Yeah. And he was a lawyer, economist. I, I mean, and his dad Reagan, was even, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about Reagan because I, th- I think he was doing movies by then. Yeah. Well, he only did what he did like two movies. I, I don't know. I, I I really, I can only remember the one movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. The teacher. I got an answer. Okay. Began his career as a speechwriter for President Nixon and Ford before entering the field of entertainment. Okay, okay. So I was right about the Nixon part. I didn't know about the, the Ford part. part. Holy shit. Gerald Ford. Yeah, yeah. His dad. Yeah. His Who's... dad was even more successful than him within the political sphere. Oh, okay. He was a big... Uh, I know he had an econ PhD. Apparently oh, so Ben Stein. Okay. He was in The Mask? Bruin back yeah, Hannah. He, oh, yeah, he was in The Mask. What? I don't remember that part. But he probably played the same know. character. The only thing yeah. I remember from The ba- Mask is... Oh, Cameron Diaz, right, guys? Come on, that's like the first time I fell in love with her. Like, it, I think it moved. First, the first time, the first, the first time of many. Yeah, so I don't think I've ever seen The Mask all the way through. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun watch. Yeah, she's wearing a striped dress. Oh man. Anyway, Robbie's getting up again and flexing his muscles. By muscles, I don't mean my arms. Thanks, guys. (laughs) For those of you listening, Robbie just jizzed all over himself. He has to excuse and wipe himself down. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, Jane, back to you. Yeah, shopping. I went out for drinks. I went to Korean barbecue. I better not have been North Korean barbecue. 
<laughs> no, it was regular old freedom loving South Korean barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to say 4th of July is absolutely my favorite holiday because I feel like there's no pressure to do anything in particular. No there's gifts. No family obligation. There's no buying gifts. There's no giant feast. Like If you don't want to go do anything, no one's going to get mad at you for betraying their party. You don't have to cook up a a bald eagle or anything like that. I mean, you can't without going to jail or prison anyway, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought you loved America, Uh, Rob. What are you, flag burning? Next next year, 2022 bald eagle barbecue at my house. I mean, once they make a comeback, once their numbers are over 20, 30,000, it's yeah, they need to mate. Come on, guys. I know it's you bring up a very valid point. It's open season. Zoo, zoos are always over here uh, jacking themselves off about animal count, conservation, this, that, the other. No one's coming over here and propagating the bald eagle species. What the fuck, America? We need to mate them, man. We got we got to mate them. <sighs> Dropping the fucking ball. I think they are though. I think they are coming back. Okay. What do you say? What are you saying? You're saying. I don't know. I think there was an effort, but they're coming back. Uh, maybe I just didn't. It went over my head. I wasn't paying attention when this effort went into effect. <laughs> no, I think they're coming back in numbers. It's almost time to get to eating them again. Right. again. All right. Question. I'm just kidding. How would you guys eat a bald eagle? Slow roasted, grilled from the oven, deep fried? Mm-hmm. I'd try to air fry it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the person with the air fryer of course <laughs> yeah i don't know what i would do i don't know and then manny left he doesn't really want to know <laughs> i don't know we, we can do like uh yeah yeah hot sauce would be involved yeah we can do that maybe um, some garlic garlic parmesan okay bald on eagle, bun. Yeah. Bald eagle wings yeah you know or, yeah, even some. Yeah, they get some of their wing places have some Korean barbecue flavors now. Be good. Hey, back to bald eagles. I'm seeing this stat that population has risen from 417 in it was 417 nesting pairs, so double that. But in 19 that was in 1963, and now there's more than 71,000 nesting pairs. Yeah, and that was uh to yeah this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why the numbers were so far down. Were people really hunting them for real? I mean, I was just joking. I mean, Robbie, maybe Robbie's ancestors were hunting them or something, but I don't know what value they have. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they're majestic I... and they represent America. That's their value. They can okay. So... so why were people shooting them? Why were people like trying to, why were they down to 417 maybe they times were two? A lot. Okay. Supply and demand. They must be good for something. I don't know what I'm. I have a very slow internet. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think you don't know what you're talking about way. when it comes to bald eagle preservation, Jane. Which is shameful since your family came over on the Mayflower. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I um, mean, all you guys, I mean, Sorry. you don't even know what they're good for. I definitely get the whitest. Of them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I should. I'm I'm thinking about it like a t-shirt. I want to do like a crystal white t-shirt, but I'm not sure if I should do a Jane so white t-shirt. So I don't know. We might have to do like. I mean, Jane has me beat in so many ways, right? And genetically, and in so many other ways. So it's like I don't. I don't even. I mean, I know it's a fun game to play for you kids, but (laughs) let's be honest here. You know. Who went to prep school, by the way? You. No. Do you not remember going to prep school? I I do, but I thought you did too. (laughs) 
Oh man. <laughs> but you went to like a, you went to high school and like shit. I'm just now I'm blanking on the on the town, but Santa Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Shit. Google. Like, yeah, the Google headquarters. You went to high school there, which is like pretty much going to a prep school. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, that was yeah. that was my Fourth of July favorite holiday. Get it so on. You, you heard fireworks, but you did not see any fireworks. Correct. See, I feel like. Not to judge you, but I feel like on the 4th of July, you need to see fireworks or light off your own fireworks somehow. You know There's no obligation like, on 4th of July. Didn't we talk about this? That this well, you said it. Favorite holiday. You said it, but I mean, it doesn't make it law. Uh, but you heard the I fireworks, so that's good. That's good you heard the fireworks. You didn't see a I sparkler. That- you didn't see anything. You didn't see like I saw any- sparks. Okay. So, the, so I was at a friend's place in the back, like the neighbors were setting them off. So we could okay. see. Okay. Well, okay. That's good. That's good. Flashing. Yeah. Jane was setting right, off. You're fine. You're fine. You're going to be fine then. You're going to have a good year. Okay. Thank you. Still got my America card. You, yeah, you do. Uh, Manny, hey, welcome back. Yeah. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I like that chain, dude. Thank you. Thank you. It's a little going away present from work. How to work? How to rock this at work? You know, walking around, stocking shit, helping customers out, bling bling, stunting on them peasants. You know. Sounds like you stole it. Nah, it's not how I roll. Anyway, so Jane was just telling us about. Well, we were just making sure that she heard or and saw some fireworks on the Fourth of July because I felt like you need to. So, which one of you two guys? What did What did you guys do? Rob, did you see fireworks? Did you hear fireworks on the Fourth of July? I saw some fireworks. I heard some fireworks, and I'm pretty sure I heard some gunshots. <laughs> For those who don't know, I live in the Mission District in San Francisco, and it's you know it's it's not the best neighborhood out there, but oh, there were you know sideshows, you know, at, at like at every other block, there was fireworks. Everybody, everybody, their grandmas, their babies were coming out. You know, I've, I've been kind of, you know, working a lot, a lot of hours. So I kind of chilled. I didn't really do much, to be honest with you. I did eat hot dogs. I'm like, I got to eat hot dogs on 4th of July. So I was like, you know, got to go to the supermarket, get some, grill some hot dogs. Oh, and then I saw, um, I just chilled. I saw some fireworks outside. We've got a little, I've got a little kind of little mini balcony outside of my uh, place. That's so like a shared balcony. I also saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I feel like it's one of the all Oh, really? Yeah, okay. is that a Fourth of July movie? What? It's it's not quite a Fourth of July because he's in school. No, because yeah. it, be, it happens during school year. Yeah, yeah. That movie yeah. is overrated. You just, you just watched Stein it. Ben Stein was in it. Yeah, Bueller, Bueller. But I saw it. Yeah. Anyone? And then that uh, you know pedal guy, the the teacher, the dean, the, the principal. Dean yeah. Principal. Yeah. 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 I forgot how he got in trouble, but I think he got in trouble with the law somewhere with the kids. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he yeah, he's uh he's in a hole somewhere now, but um Wait, are you he played a brilliant life? role. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was arrested. He was a, he was arrested years after like early oh. er, and I think it was like in the early 2000s or some shit, mid 2000s. Yeah, you could just tell there was something off with that dude like the minute the credits uh after the closing credit scene afterwards and they just had the the camera on his face like there's something off about that guy. I don't trust him. Well, I was gonna say he had. It was a brilliant performance in that movie. I mean, like he was. Oh, he was good. Yeah, just if I think back about it, and then, and it's not just about Matthew Broderick and that, you know, Ferris Bueller. Then yeah, the principal just plays a huge part in that movie. 
his insanity, I guess, or his path to, to insanity. Him and his and the, and the sister, his older sister, they were the villains. His name was Jeffrey Jones. So he's, I guess he was, I don't know, charged with failing to update sex offender registration a few years back. That's his last so charge. Like, sounds like something before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so this, is, this is what it is. So That's the crime he'd like you to talk about. <laughs> in 2000, That's just a technical violation. 2003, he was, he was ordered to register as a sex offender and undergo counseling and was placed on five years probation after pleading no contest to inducing a 14-year-old boy to pose for sexually explicit photos. So, I don't know. Yeah. 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 What the fuck does inducing mean? Inducing, That's weird. I know, right? It's like he gave him drugs or something? Gave him some yeah. Robitussin? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he dr- drugged him, maybe? I don't like, know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking creep. I gotta say, that movie was hella overrated, in my opinion, when I first watched it. I was like, is this what everyone's making a big fucking hype slash fuss about? What are you, talk- what are you talking about? I'm saying exactly that Ferris Bueller is unreasonably hyped up. I think that's just a case of where, like you said, everybody was talking about it and telling you how great it was. So when you saw it, you were it had such high expectations. I know when to manage my expectations. And when I saw that, I was just like, this is just a movie about a kid ditching. What the fuck? Like, Did you ever ditch from school, uh, man? Yeah, and you know what? I didn't need to be the center fucking of attention to <laughs> be in a fucking parade or steal a really expensive car. I would just go to the arcade. Fuck. Jane, would you like to begin an interrogation of Manny now? Or go skateboarding. Yeah, you know, I think it was just kind of the the fantasy of being able to pull it off like he did. You know, you watch and you're like, God, he's so smart to <laughs> and all the tricks he pulled and like the fake calls and the yeah, yeah. you know, um, it sort mm-hmm. of it it, yeah. hit it, it inspired the, me. Yeah, your for sure. in the eighties. I don't know. It was just whatever. Yeah. I agree. Back in the uh, elementary school, I got into a fight defending my, my brother. And oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say defending Ferris Bueller. <laughs> no. And I you swear two to you, should I, go at it right now. <laughs> I swear to you, I was like, I was in the right. I swear to you. I, like I said, I was defending my brother. But my teacher grabbed me and the kid that I was fighting. And then I kind of kind of looked at my teacher and I go, or the whoever the teacher was, I said, uh, am I in trouble? And I knew I was like in a fight. So whether you're in a fight or not, I knew I was probably in trouble. And then the teacher was like, no, no, we're, we're just going to talk to the principal. I, you know, you want to make yourself seem a little more in, innocent than you are, just like he was back when he was in bed and his parents showed up and he's like, oh, hi, mom. Hi, dad. You know, after spending a whole damn day, you know, having fun. Right. With his hot girlfriend. <laughs> Sloan. And then there. I saw that in the theaters. So. Oh, really? Wow. Mm hmm. That's awesome. Did you pull the classic move and sneak into another movie afterward? No. No, that was stealing. That'd be stealing. <laughs> that would be stealing. <laughs> no, never, never even thought of that. Man, this country was born on theft. How fucking unpatriotic of you. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah. Plymouth, Plymouth Rock was stolen from uh, Denzel Washington. So it sure was, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was my 4th of July. Just chilled. You know, like I said, I've, I've been working uh, a lot lately, a lot of long hours. So I'm like, I'm just going to chill. I'm not going to go to the lake. I'm not going to go out to the crowds. I'm just going to chill at home. And that's what I did. Some hot dogs and, you know, chilled and watched some fireworks and watch a movie and relaxed. Right on. That's pretty much it. I, I you know, nothing too, too exciting. Back when I was a kid, it was the, the lake, sometimes the river, 
uh, Men in Black when it first came out. It was one of the big movies out there. You know, what Independ- lake are you talking about? A lake, Del, Del Valley, about an hour away from because San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, yeah, okay. Ba- yeah, like- about a, an hour away. It's a fun lake, but obviously for holidays, you you're you're afraid that you know it's usually like first come first serve. You don't want to get there when it's super packed. I've done it before. It's 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 okay, but this time I just wanted to chill. Yeah, so that's what I did. Nice. Mm-hmm. I went Mo to man. went to my cousin's house uh, and was well. I wasn't a complete lazy asshole. I did some swimming and then I stuffed my fat ass face with a bunch of food. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, a bunch of chicken, a bunch of carne asada, meatballs, nachos, a few alcoholic beverages, and just chilled in the pool, fucking soaking in, soaking in the nice cool breeze in the shade. Nice. Yeah, dude, surrounded by family. Couldn't have asked for a better way to spend the fourth. The only downside is it was a bit difficult to go to sleep later that night with everyone, you know, blowing half of Pasadena up to Kingdom Come around me, but whatever. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you uh, heard or saw any fireworks then. One of them shook my place. It was that powerful. <laughs> yeah. Is it fair to say that, I mean, everybody likes fireworks, but do the uh, Hispanic, people of Hispanic uh, culture really have a, have a much higher appreciation of fireworks of the illegal sort? When I got back on sunday evening my neighbor was shooting them off of his fucking roof he was on the roof just like aiming shit into the sky let's go motherfuckers fourth of july he was in the fucking spirit viva america pretty much nice i I agree actually uh not to get too too political but we you know hispanics latin latinx how how does how do they want to call us sometimes we have more appreciation a of course fireworks sure the amateur stuff, whatever, or even the country, like Mo Man said, overnight, you, you better not be going to work the next morning early because they're going to keep you up till 3 a.m. or so. You know, you're, you're going to be hearing the, the explosions and the, the bombs, the fireworks, you know, and, and it's fun. Every time I talk to my family and, and uh, Christmas comes around, they're, they're always like, man, Christmas is sad here in the States. And I'm like, <laughs> why not? Why, why is it sad? They're like, well, you know, because in Guatemala or Mexico or wherever, it's like, fireworks all over the place the whole you know her, the whole week it's like fireworks 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 for christmas even yeah christmas christmas i don't know about so, you Mo, yeah, that's what i'm talking about like that you know there's like a special love for fireworks and explosions and whatnot not yeah. it's not like a patriotic thing it's like uh no this is a this is a, a religious uh piety this is like a celebration of piety because chris uh christmas you know jesus was born what better way to celebrate and blow, blow shit up yeah okay yeah okay like, sorry rob you were saying <laughs> no 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 uh, well Are look we, about, is this mexican christmas or guatemala christmas i think it's whole uh, the whole latin america what do you what do you think, think mo man really all of most of latin america mo man come uh, on though we do light off fireworks yes it's 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 most of it and i will say this not to get political but i will say this you're not gonna catch a, a, a Mexican or a Guatemalan or, or a Nicaraguan person turning their their back to the flag at the Olympics. I will say this, because a lot of the people, their parents, their mom, dad, they did what they had to do to get to the, this country for the freedoms that they have here. Obviously, the U.S. of A. is not perfect, but they they struggled to get here. They didn't jump out of their mom's badge one morning. You know they. Their parents got here, worked hard, 
And yeah, they worked hard to get to the Olympics or wherever they're they're at. And you know, we're, we're gonna put our hand on our heart and we're gonna sing the national anthem. We're gonna be be happy about it. You know, a, a lot of us have to take the test, the citizenship test. I did. I'll I'll, I'll tell you guys that. I learned some words, some uh, test uh, answers and all that stuff. I took the oath. So some some of the people like like me, we actually did something to get that citizenship. So I'll say that. So, you know, if you want to if you want to uh, criticize me for for doing that, hey, not that I, I don't have a, a pride and appreciation for the country where my parents are from. I love it. And I want to, you know, go back and visit your family and stuff like that. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful land. But we're here for uh, a reason. There are a lot of freedoms as well. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my well rant. said. Well said, man. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like uh, turning your back on the national anthem and whatnot. That's kind of that's kind of crazy at the Olympics. It's like <laughs> the whole the whole, uh, you know, point of this thing is for is for countries to wave their flags and whatnot. So it's like to be just to, to kind of like just pretend like that that part is a, a non-starter for you is kind of insane. Just like then go compete somewhere else. Yeah, seriously. I think it stems from a lack of meaning, but that's a deeper conversation for another day. Lack of meaning. What do you, well, what do you mean? Like the person has a, uh, doesn't yeah, like if you, what, if you're, what, if you're, you're hurting you for some meaning, you don't know where to find it. And that's something you, you try to, you do it that way thinking it. Oh, it's, it so will, it's easier to latch on. Towards meaning, but. Oh, so like people find it uh, and you could be right here that so that people, they're, purpose in life is to like push back against patriotism or something like that or yeah a false sense of, goes for, you know, that's their purpose yeah i mean and it goes that's not the only there was the, the what is it the wall street occupy wall street yeah similar mm-hmm. um i say the kkk if you get involved in that similar um oh so in general like any group yeah like people are looking for a sense of purpose so they look to groups to join like with some cold you know to find things in common you know whether it be knitting or uh you know Colts. wiping out another race of people <laughs> um but yeah so like yeah people yeah. looking for a purpose so i don't know yeah the olympic the olympians or the the athletes that kind of uh competing to earn a spot at the olympics for the nation they grew up in uh, that I, that i'm assume supports them in some way, you know, maybe doesn't make them a highly paid athlete, but I'm sure the U S taxpayer kicks in to some degree and then they just turn their back on. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sit right there. We kick in by supporting yeah. the sport. It's not, it's not inspiring. I know I'm not, I don't look at people who do that and think, Oh, I'm so inspired by <laughs> your yeah. life and how you're trying to live it. But yeah, I may get her. So, uh, she was a shot putter. <laughs> the girl that did that was a was it either a javelin thrower or a shot putter, and didn't even was like bronze, had a bronze medal. So it's like if she did not do what she had done, or yeah, if she didn't do that, then we wouldn't even know who she was. Yeah, she would have just been like the the lady that got third place at a shot putting event that no one heard about. Yeah, we are discussing on a podcast on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Who brought this up? Right, Damn, it. Damn it, Robbie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, Robbie and your political rants. Well, and, and the show's <laughs> low. And no, he yeah. can't help it. It's just this feminist nature. That's right. That's yeah. true. Rob's a, a newly reformed feminist. That's right. And also... All my ladies and my lady exes out there, uh, shout out. 
They just make it up words. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we we love fireworks. You know, us us people, we love them. We love them. We love them. We love fireworks. We love our country. We you know America. Yeah. Yeah, my last neighbors were Hispanic. The dude was Mexican and the wife was Peruvian. And I know that because she would always point out, she would always say that she was Peruvian. Like there was always like, whenever something came up of any kind of Hispanic nature, she would point out that she was Peruvian. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there like, is there some kind of hierarchy there? Like, no, I, it's, I don't know if it's, a, I think it's more pride than hierarchy. A lot of people are, you know, they have, cultural pride and they're like no don't yeah. lump, don't lump me in with those other brown people i'm this yeah subset of brown people or whatever you know i feel like it's, it's freeing not to care not to have that to care about in a way i don't know i guess maybe i don't understand because i don't have a sub <laughs> i don't feel like i have any kind of subgroup of whiteness to <laughs> you're like my family on. was from the northern part of sweden it. like <laughs> <laughs> we were from the southern yeah. part of helsinki Oh, really? Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, I have no desire to join the Daughters of the Revolution or anything like that. <laughs> probably qualify for. Well, so. what about the people that are, like, too... I'm, I'm patriotic. I already just did my rant on patriotism. What about the people that are too patriotic, which I think exists as well? Oh, yeah. Some oh, people yeah. Are that's a little, another whole... It's like being yeah. obsessed with a sports team. Yeah. It's like, like right, idolatry so also. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, want. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, which I'm not. Like, I think I, I said this once uh, back in uh, high school. I my um, my teacher, social studies teacher, Cuban guy, Afro Cuban guy, took myself, another Hispanic buddy of mine, uh, Gabriel. Shout out to him and two uh, two two black kids with us uh, with him to a baseball game. And when it was time for the national anthem, he didn't get up. He didn't get it, put his heart, hand on his heart or anything like that. He just sat there just chilling on the chair, on the on the bleachers. And I, even then, I'm like 15. I thought it was a little weird. Everybody else is getting up, which I would have done it myself. And then I think I kind of me being the young kid that I was, I was like, OK, I'll just sit here and do nothing. But him being a social study teacher, I think he was one of those woke before woke was, uh, you know, kind of invented. And then I think later on, he kind of made some comment about the U.S., but I thought it was a little weird not getting up, at least during the national anthem. Um, were you guys the you only know. group there not standing? Or? We were in, in our area, yeah. I'm sure there were other people, but yeah, if we were. My teacher, my social studies teacher did not stand. They didn't do any of that stuff. Uh, now, I, I'm sure there's a conversation about whether or not uh, national anthem should be played during games or, or before the game, that's something something else. But okay, it was normally you're gonna kind of stand, at least stand, at least take your hat off, you know, be respectful. But no, he didn't do any of that. And then he made some kind of you know snarky comment about the U.S. later on. It's like mm. you're you're here, so if it's so bad, then I don't know why you're here. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, complaining about America is kind of the luxury of being an In American. American. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a. It's a strange luxury, I guess. It's it is the second most popular American pastime next to baseball. Oh, yeah. what? Com- complaining? Is that official? Complaining about America? Yeah, it's official, guys. <laughs> Ahead of hot dogs and apple pie and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll take that as your as uh, you know gospel then. Hey, it's not my gospel. It's the endless ranters' gospel. All right. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I had so Fourth of July for me was 
pretty pretty calm. I went and got like a fifty dollar pack of fireworks for kids at the uh, local fireworks stand and uh, cool. set a bunch of stuff off for my kids outside. And they were with me over the over the just on the Fourth of July the evening. Just from where we were outside and like the parking lot, we were just um, we could see the uh, fireworks for the town like clear as day, like right there on the horizon. So. It was kind of cool. You could see and hear them. So they weren't that far away. So it worked out really nice. The stuff that you bought, is that like kid friendly or was it? Yeah, this this year. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Yeah. The previous <laughs> years you hear horror <laughs> stories. Yeah, you got to ease them in. You got to ease them in into uh, what's that? What makes, what it, kid makes friend- it kid friendly? Uh, just, I think there's a delay. That's another, it's just it's not too loud. Not too loud. Nothing too uh, explosive. That's all. Things that, you know, a child could light themselves and not be in too much danger just to kind of, you know, ease them into things. Did you do the sparklers? Yeah, yeah we had some sparklers, yeah. of course, Kids, that came yeah. in the pack. There were Kids some things sparklers. you sit down, light, and they just kind of blow sparks up in the air like 20 feet or whatever. That's awesome. So, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty fun for them. I'm sure they had fun, right? They like that. You know, even, you know, even that like up close is like huge. Yeah. So, but I remember the days when I was a kid. Uh, being taken to go see fireworks. I don't know if anybody's parents ever did that, but that when you get in the car, they do all the driving and the traffic and the hassle of parking and just the nightmare. Now, you know, now I don't know if it costs anything back then, but you know, yeah. now it's like to reserve a spot at the city where they're setting them off. It's like 40 bucks a car. Mm-hmm. I remember that as a kid was uh, so enjoyable, but as a parent, I know now like all oh, that, that shit sucks. Like, <laughs> like, Going yeah. to like a uh, you know an outdoor pavilion park or whatever and seeing like fireworks go off up close is great, but like the driving and all the traffic and the parking and all that is kind of a nightmare. Over here in San Francisco, we had a uh, obviously the Pier Pier Thirty Nine. It's the spot, the you know tourist spot, and that's where they do the whole fireworks. So okay. I used to I used to do that with my parents, my family. Um, Sam, unfortunately, San Francisco is pretty well. I used to work for a hotel many many years ago. And some of the 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 um, people at the hotel, the the visitors, the tourists would later on be like, "Hey, you know, we want to see the a view of the Golden Gate Bridge, but you know, the fog was covering it. It's it's one of those risks, you know, when you come to San Francisco, the fog might just cover the view that you want to see, uh, Alcatraz, or whatever, including Fourth of July. Sometimes the fog will cover the fireworks. You'll see like uh, you know, blue fog." Then red fog. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen fireworks <laughs> like that before. Yeah. yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like a like a rainy, a foggy, and yeah, you could. It was it was weird, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then of course you know my dad owned a car for a while, and then he sold it. So later on, we were ta- taking public transportation. So of course the buses were like packed. I did that. Been there, done that. I don't. I don't need to go like. Just because you don't want to see the fireworks doesn't mean you don't love, uh, you know, the, the United States of America. You've just been yeah. there, done that. Hey, and, uh, that's my declaration. There's no obligation, right, to do anything for there, the Fourth of July. That's the freedom. It's yeah, a freedom holiday. Been there, done that. You should at least eat meat, look at, or hear fireworks. <laughs> Fine, we're gonna just. That's all. Just very few, very like few it. obligations. What is another American obligation? You know, you got to com- go go somewhere and complain to a manager about something. That's another American obligation. <laughs> is you it? Know. I don't. I don't know. Is it? 
Yeah, I think like okay. I think I was about to bring this up on a previous episode. I forget on a recent episode. I don't know if I did, but there was a BuzzFeed like website that did this whole thing about an article about uh, some kids like twenty somethings in I forget Norway somewhere in Scandinavia. They threw an America theme party, and it was so funny. Like what they decided was American. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. So they had the red solo cups. That was like, <laughs> I was like spot on. That's but then they had like, they had Pocahontas playing in the background. And then they had, I think. <laughs> so some things were spot on. And then other things were just like, oh boy, no. Misguided. <laughs> so like pigs in a blanket. Yeah. I need I to see. see yeah. Find it. That's it fascinating. Be, I didn't think it is. Um, yeah, I didn't prepare for this, but uh, no, it's okay. We can maybe watch it later or something, but it's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, that's awesome. Other countries. I'll share it in the parties. group if I if, if I come across it. But yeah, it was really interesting to look at like how do they interpret our culture? Most definitely. I mean, the yeah. all that was was there any beer pong action going on? Do you know in the in the in the website article? recall that but they were wearing like overalls or flannel <laughs> this was maybe like mid to late 2000s overall and flannel that sounds like they were throwing a 90s themed american party yeah yeah anyway it was it, i was very amused <laughs> yeah it was so, the americans yeah. are seen yeah you know obviously you know people always talk about the ugly americans and the tourists and all that stuff or the every the stereotypes. country has that yeah, yeah. Everyone has that. If you go, like, they only see, well, they, I don't know. So, like, some people watch movies and they just think everyone's like, it's like California. They associate America with California yeah. and they have no perspective of the rest. And then there's other pe- people here interpret America as like ugly American. I don't know. I don't know. Does, does Europe, does the rest of the world just think we're all, I, I don't know why they would see the, you know, the middle America type stereotype. Like, where do they get that from? Pop culture. <laughs> Probably. But pop culture is like a misrepresentation. Like I know. So Hollywood, California. I know. That's why it's all mis- it's a mis- giant misrepresentation. I, I don't know. Right. So I think we're the ones who stereotype us as like ugly Americans. We, we, we do it to ourselves. We're very we're like the full of self-hatred. It sounds like. Yeah. Or self-loathing. I do remember we had a guy. We had a guy at work. So we have a team in Italy and one of them came over for a couple months for a project. And his thing was, he's from like, North, he's like Northern Italy, Milan. And his thing was like, I have to go to the Cheesecake Factory. I want to go to the Cheesecake Factory. I want to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Of all places. Well, why? Chicago. Like, really? You, yeah, I know. Instead of going to like a good Polish place or something like that. Okay, well, what's funny is, you know, we all obviously we we were all uh, fans of Adam, Adam Carolla. You know how he always talks about he and I don't think he's kidding either. He want he loves uh, P.F. Chang's, you know. So recently he was talking about someone asked him, well, what if what if you move somewhere wherever? What city? And he goes, do you guys have a P.F. Chang? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I kind of believe him. I kind of do. Yeah. I like P.F. Okay, Chang's. What's wrong with PF Chang's? I've, anyway? I've never been to one. We, I think we have we have one in San Francisco. I've been. Uh, I've never been to one. Yeah. Was... Does, does he legitimately like PF Chang's? I think so. I couldn't tell. I did. I kind of thought it was joking. I, I at least half joking. I don't think so. I think if you're traveling around a lot, he's joking. 
No, I don't think he's joking. I think he's serious about it. Yeah, I think he seriously likes P.F. Chang's, yeah. Yeah, I think serious. But I think when you're traveling around a lot for work or whatever, you start, I mean, you, you do look for, like, unique places to that area, but then you're also, like, tired and you want something very predictable. When you're on the road, you know, when you're in your hometown, like, Chili's does not sound like the place to go. But <laughs> when you're on the road, you're just like, I can go there and it'll take exactly... 57 minutes and it'll cost this exactly this much and it'll be it'll taste exactly like this you know just looking for predictability yes i agree with that if you're on the road but if you're at your destination and trying to enjoy your destination then no yeah or i mean in this context adam's looking for a a new hometown and the new hometown would not have a pf chang so it would actually for him it would be his hometown he wouldn't move to a town where they didn't have P.F. Chang's. Wasn't that the caller? What? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know what city it was. No, Somewhere I, I, in Mon- it was Montana? Alaska. Was it Alaska or oh, was it Montana? Montana. Yeah. I want to say Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, P.F. Chang's. The lettuce wraps are good. I like the lettuce wraps. Really? <laughs> I haven't been to a P.F. Chang's in I don't know how long. I've only been once, and that was seven years ago whenever i uh, go out of town um if i'm i'm out of town for too long i always want to come home and and uh, buy uh get a burrito from uh el farolito in the mission district here in san francisco oh man it's uh, just to do a taste bud reset i i exactly i gotta do it i gotta do it do you guys have like a restaurant in your even if it's local like do you guys have a place in your area that you want to go to when comfort i don't know no, but I did use the name, use the name El Farolito when I used to be a stripper. El Farolito? Yeah. That's the uh, lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> I shine my lighthouse, a.k.a. this dick, into the audience, and it just brings me money. It brings it my way. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. It all works out. Lots of sailors just flock to your penis. Sailors, sirens, they're all welcome. <laughs> Give me your fucking money. So, to answer Rob's question... There is a spot in town. It's called Brick and Flower. It's kind of like a more hip Mexican-inspired Tex-Mex cuisine, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I, I go there for their breakfast burritos. They fucking rock. And as far as for the other spots around town, there... Oh, no. There is one more. Pasadena Sandwich Company. They make these ridiculously sized sandwiches. They got awesome soups. And they are only open until about 2.30 or 3. So that also makes it a point to go early. And yeah, just get a half sandwich, a soup, and I'm set for lunch slash dinner. <laughs> I'm not joking about the size of these fucking sandwiches. Shout out to the, nice. Shout out to the crew at Pasadena Sandwich Company. Love y'all. Is that a chain out there? Or is it just or is it just one Indep- one place? One place, independent, family owned. Nice. Yeah. You guys are lucky in California. You have a lot of independently owned, you know, like one-off restaurants. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding the good one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jane, what about you? Any uh No, these days my my diet is so like simple and I just come home and like I put a steak in the air fryer. Well, let's say when so you So I don't really have growing up in Palo Alto, any spots over there? Oh gosh, we went to Sizzler frequently. <laughs> That's very American. Shut the fuck up. Really? You'd go to Sizzler? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was Wait, I was gonna was upgrade like, you and say you really ate a lot of, ate at eat at Joe's a lot. But... <laughs> Joe's Crab Shack a lot. Oh, that was, wow. But that was an upgrade. You were going yeah. to Sizzler. Damn. Well, you know, Sizzler is also kind of all-American, right? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Was like Sizzler was good. Yeah, Sizzler yeah. was good. I'm yeah. not, when it first came this out, 
It was revolutionary. <laughs> not, not really. Because there was Ponderosa. <laughs> okay. Before that. This was like back when they still had smoking sections in restaurants. I know that's nice. <laughs> so oh, I remember time that. On this, the timestamp. Yeah. Gotcha. And we went to McDonald's every Thursday, my mom, my sister, and I, because my dad always went on a bike ride on Thursdays and he hated McDonald's. So that was our night to go to McDonald's. Smart. <laughs> and I get a burger, plain hamburger, fries, and a chocolate shake. Wow. So Those, no, no condiments, yeah. nothing, just meat on bun. Mm-mm. No nuggets. I, no nuggets. I um, transitioned to nuggets later on. Okay. Got it. For health, for health reasons. <laughs> I don't know. Why I moved on. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, decided I realized they were good. So well, if you look at the the actual burger patty in a McDonald's hamburger or cheeseburger, or whatever, it's not doesn't, no. doesn't look right. We weren't really chicken nuggets on the outside. At least look look delectable. Yeah, I don't know if I have a place around here like that. I, I, I miss those memories of your parents, like like back when you were kids, like going to McDonald's was like a treat. If that's kind of what you want to do for your kids, find a place to make it a treat. I feel like everything is a treat for kids nowadays. Like everything is. Yeah. Because more and more the world is created for them, for parents to spend money for their kids to do this or that. So it's like, it's a weird thing. Well, it should cancel itself out. If everything's a treat, then nothing's a treat. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) It's like, everything's convenient. Everything is the same price basically and yeah. good and i don't know that's why everyone's on the way everyone's on the way to the football game and on the way back to practice and you know all that it's just like all right there yeah and it's you know a big time saver yeah maybe that's the big that's the thing it's a time saver for parents nowadays to just run through it uh, get some chicken fingers from somewhere there's the you know umpteen places around here that are like have the best chicken fingers in the world i think back in the day like i don't know my mom like that generation of parents, they would like, you'd go to practices and all that stuff. And you'd still, they'd still cook dinner. Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf, uh hamburger helper, tuna helper. <laughs> <laughs> I never had tuna helper. Never had any desire to eat. Is tuna helper real? Did I, I thought I just made that up. It was like 50, 50. I made that sounds up. Right like, there, sounds real. They man. probably had tuna helper, yeah. right? You so, just dump man. a can of tuna in that. Oh, it's. Someone out there has made tuna helper. If you have, how could that, let us know. How could that be good? How could that be good? You're not eating that for, for for enjoyment, Chris. Like I get what you can put hamburger ham. You can like get ground beef and put it into something and make <laughs> hamburger helper, and it's good. It's hearty. Freddy but Freddy Crocker tuna helper one ninety nine of Vons. There you go. What's in tuna helper that makes like you're going to turn tuna into something warm, right? Or is this like a cold? I think it's cold. My my mom couldn't afford, you know, to, uh, hamburger helper. So when we were kids, we would go to the 99 store and she would get hamburger assistant. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the knockoff brand. That's right. Knockoff. Wow. That joke was so bad, but I spit a little bit and I laughed. <laughs> you know what they did is inexplicable. They, like, the word into they typed the word into like you know a word document, highlighted it, right clicked, went to synonyms, and picked the first one. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they picked the name of it. So according to Betty Crocker, tuna cheesy pasta tuna helper is made with one hundred percent real cheese. These are warm dishes. You'd love most. Yes. No artificial flavors or colors from artificial sources. 
Hey, but it didn't indicate if the tuna was 100% real or not, so... Well, surprise, the surprise! Tuna. No, but it doesn't come with tuna. Jane, I just realized that I'm really stoned. Lay off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the helper. No, it's the what assistant. If, God. What if I told you that 30% of all tuna is dolphin? Then I'd, con- <gasps> I'd consume it more. I mean, I hear dolphins are hella smart. Maybe they'd pass on that intellect to me. Yeah, I just made that number up. It's probably 0% dolphin. I'm just curious. So Manny is pro-eating dolphin. It's good to know. You learned something new. Brown backhand is so sick of tuna helper. Brown backhand eats a lot of tuna tuna helper. Yeah, you're sick of it still. That means you were that you made it sound like all right, Brown backhand. You're making it sound like maybe that's all that's all his parents. You just had like a whole box of it an hour ago. That's all his parents knew how to cook, possibly. That's so sad. Just trying to imagine how you could take tuna and turn it into a warm dish and have it be good like what's in this tuna helper because in hamburger helper there's macaroni right yeah but in tuna helper what is there breadcrumbs crackers it says <laughs> i'm the slowest internet you guys <laughs> this is I'm said not the c person. word what's going on crackers crackers come on Chris. oh yeah sorry you gotta Jane. be more tolerant it is pasta it says it's cheesy pasta Okay, so there's some kind of pasta, some kind of noodles. So they're making some kind of tuna, tuna in a can and noodle. Yeah, you just, you could just make it just pasta with cheese. Like you could do anything with it. I don't know why it has to be tuna helper. Yeah, you'd, to... you'd be better off just skipping the tuna <laughs> on that. No, you'd you be know? better off skipping the pasta and eating just. Well, the that's tuna. true. Just eat the tuna out of a can. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be sane and have some kind of. Respect for yourself. Just eat the pasta with the cheese. <laughs> what fun is that? <laughs> no, like, All right. why add a can of tuna into that? Were there any other helpers? There was a. All right. You remember Manwich? All right. Manwich. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting. Okay. Sorry. Sloppy Joe. Sorry, that's pretty American. <laughs> sloppy Joe. Yeah. I, back in uh, school, you know, we said eat the Sloppy Joe burgers. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. serve that at school. Yeah, for sure. I went to public school and that was it. You know, they did have sloppy joes at school. Sloppy yeah. joes and you know the square pizza. That's still all American, man. I love sloppy joes. I'm gonna make sloppy joes this weekend. Sloppy Joe, man. Jane's gonna go all raw with hers and just be like, "Fuck it." There's my raw sloppy Joe. Raw meat on a vegan on vegan bread. Not even just the raw vegan. meat. Just a vegan dough. Is it the vegans eat dough? Like dough? Like, no, because it, don't you put milk in it or it doesn't need some kind of dairy or I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've seen movies where there's a couple and they go to a vegan restaurant and there's some kind of someone brings out dough. Oh, yeah. It was that Tina Fey movie. I can't remember the fucking name, but I know which one you're talking about. They went on a date and afterwards they end up going for Philly cheesesteaks instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got Greg Kinnear in it. Was it Greg Kinnear? Baby Mama. There you go. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Greg Kinnear is the uh, romantic interest for <laughs> Tina Fey in that movie. He's not memorable in that movie at all, then, because I don't remember shit about him. I just remember Tina and uh, what? Oh, I forget her. Uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, Amy Poehler. Sorry, Amy. Yeah, you had some kind of... That was a good movie, though. It was, it was a fun. good movie. It, it was, was funny. Fun. Yes. But, you know, Greg Kinnear, step your game up. Come on. Be more memorable. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a Greg Kinnear out there in the wild. A Greg Kinnear or, or a Greg Kinnear? Little Miss Sunshine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know oh, what else. Oh, yeah. He was the dad that Adam is like, oh, it's the same dad and everyone hated him. What the hell is wrong with this movie? You know what? I take back what I just said about Greg Kinnear. Yeah, he's the, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the crazy. He played the guy that got beat up in uh, the Jack Nicholson movie. Something's got to give. Never seen it. Yeah. What else has he done? I don't know. I haven't seen him around lately. Obviously, we all got to know him from uh, Talk Soup, right? Yeah, I, I miss Talk Soup. I, that was an entertaining show back when you had limited cable channels, right? Before the like the internet and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. didn't it start? Did it start with Greg Kinnear and then go to the guy with the patch? Yeah, guy Hansen, John Hansen the, or something like that. Is that him? Okay, with the skunk patch. <laughs> yeah, on the side of the on on his head. Yeah. Yep, and then it was uh, apparently it was John Henson, Hal Sparks, and Donna Dierico. Ooh, Donna Dierico! Wow, Hal okay. Sparks! Oh wow, I know it's Hal Sparks. Okay, no wait. Yeah, here we go. Greg Kinnear from '91 to '95, John Henson from '95 to '99, Hal Sparks from '90 for one year to 2000, and Aisha Tyler '01 to '02. Aisha Tyler. Three times, fool. Three times, what's the, fool. What's the What's the other guy? There was the, the the guy that had his own show. He's on. He's been on Adam Carolla's show many times. Did you name his name? And I just I just blanked on it or what? No, I don't think I named the name. Or maybe you he, are just blanking on him. I don't. He's know. A, a Joel something. Oh, Joe McHale. Well, that's, oh, Joe yeah. McHale. Yeah, yeah. Was he when it, it became? Uh, was he not suit? in the timeline or no? No, it was a different show. I think that was a just, different iteration. I want to say. I don't know. They changed it to just the soup. I think so. Yeah. Real? Oh yeah. Okay. Because he wasn't on that timeline you read off. No, he wasn't. No, you're right. I feel like he did that for a long time, but maybe that John Hanson guy was the. Uh, seems like he was the one of the longest. I don't know. We're going to the weeds here. Apparently, Jane. they changed it to the Joel McHale Art. show. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> That's fine. They changed it to the Joel McHale show. Yeah, they they redubbed it to the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. In case oh, you, okay. Yeah, in case you forget the name. But anyway, enough of that bullshit. Jane, hit us with some news. Yes, thank you. All right. So, good news in uh, Saudi Arabia. We are gradually welcoming them to the 21st century. I think they made it to the 20th century now. So they now officially allow women to live independently in a house without permission from their father or a male guardian. Oh, well, they're right. asking for trouble. Yeah, is that a good idea? <laughs> So judicial judicial authorities scrapped the paragraph under article number 169 of the law of procedure before Sharia courts, which previously stated that an adult, single, divorced or widowed woman. I don't know what else, I don't know if you can fall in any other bucket here other than married shall be handed over to her male guardian. It was then replaced with a new legal text stipulating that an adult woman has the right to choose where to live. A woman's guardian can report her only if she has evidence proving she committed a crime. Now, this says a woman has to have a guardian, I think. I didn't dig into this. I just noticed. But it's saying a woman's guardian, assuming every woman has a guardian. Just the, now that they've changed the law that the guardian can't prevent her from living alone. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a crazy, uh, crazy cultural thing. What well, I don't yeah. understand the the strong need for control. I never understood that. A little weird. Well, yeah, they're like a cult. Like Sharia law is like a, it's not really a religion. It's more of a cult like thing. 
I mean, we're tying um, this episode back again, bringing it back around with, with what you two were saying about needing So that's to... why it's good news. So the reason I brought this under good news, not just good for women in Saudi Arabia, but it's good for us in America to appreciate the country we live in. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 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 You hear that, future girlfriends of mine? You better appreciate <laughs> this country and what I give you. Right. Rob setting the bar so high here. Actually, I did a little diving into the timeline of uh, the women's rights movement in the U.S. So the Mississippi was the first state to grant women the right to hold property in their own names, with uh, but with permission from their husbands. And then uh, Wyoming was the first state to grant women the right to vote. Interesting. And then, yes. And then in 19, by 1900, uh, every state had passed legislation granting married women the right to keep their own wages and own property in their own name. Bullshit. Um, I'm just kidding. So there was, I didn't find anything that explicitly said women were never allowed to live independent without a guardian. They would just call it a brothel. So I don't even think it was called a brothel. (laughs) The bunny ranch. So interesting. So the first state was, what did you say was, was Mississippi was the first. Oh, Mississippi was the first to allow women to uh, the right to hold property in their own names, but they still had to get permission from their husbands. Okay. But still that wouldn't, you wouldn't think of Mississippi as a progressive state. Right. You know, that's why it's a little surprising. So I don't know. I think back or Wyoming, Wyoming was sort of like wild West. I feel like they were a little more progressive Hmm. in that day. Cause it's like the people, you know, you got the people who travel its wagons west and on their horses, just okay. like, you know, yeah. left, left. I mean, I think that like back in the day when, before we had all this technology to like women, we needed one person to stay at home and like do all the housework and one person to like go out and do all the usually physical labor at that time. So it kind of made sense how well, things were structured, but at the same time, yeah, it's yeah. like this, yeah, stronghold. I guess, I guess maybe in a healthy marriage, you're sort of a unit, and you're you know, you discussed as a couple like who you're going to vote for <laughs> or something. Who knows? Well, yeah, I think it's important as a couple that the man tells the woman who to vote for. You know what I mean? I think you should make that right, Robbie. You can back me up here. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta consult with us first. I mean, you're the feminist. You gotta let us know. You you have who has an ear closer you're to the, the expert. Yeah. yeah. I guess though, yeah. Like if you're on the wild west or on the frontier, then things are in a way more like more like organically progressive, not for the sake of being progressive, but just progressive as in this woman here knows how to operate this saloon better than anybody else. So they're going to do it. And they're going to own it and they're going to vote. And that's, that's good. That's fine. Everybody's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's all about like, well, we need, you know, we don't have the luxury of uh, being progressive for progressive sake. Yeah. Okay. I can see that then. That's cool. Good job, Wyoming. Cause that you said that was the, the first state to give women the right to vote. Yeah. 1890. And then I guess it was like pretty, I don't know when, when does it say that they all had the right to vote? Uh, 1920. So 30 years later, Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to take it back because I thought you were going to say that they all, every state did it like within the next day. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, Wyoming just kind of, you know, they just filed their paperwork early 
to no. look like they were really heroic. But no, okay, so that's like 30 no, years. I don't know how fast. Okay. Yeah, it took 30 years. So they were the trailblazers for that one. And now for some depressing news and make us not as proud to be American. So Vice News commemorated the six-month anniversary of the January 6th Capitol riots with a report documenting how many of the journalists who, quote-unquote, survived that day and how they're still struggling, only just this only kind of started a bit of a Twitter backlash. So some of the quotes I found from these oh, uh, reporters, this, so Matt Laszlo. These are the victims? They were the journalist victims? Yeah, yeah. So basically, okay. <laughs> and in the title it said, quote, the reporters who survived that day, but all the reporters survived that day. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. This is really pathetic. Just a preface. <laughs> yeah. Dear, I'm going to read through some of the quotes. So Matt, freelance reporter, Matt Laszlo, he says, quote, it's my office, the building I love most in the fucking world. I used to call the Capitol my girlfriend. I devoted 15 years of my goddamn life to that building. He said, choking up now. Instead of being there every day, I'm there once a month. I don't want to be there. PBS NewsHour correspondent Lisa Desjardins. I don't know how many of those letters. Well, that guy, before you move on to Lisa, that guy's a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of my girlfriends, like, uh, I see you like every day. Can we, you know, I just want to see you like once a month. Can we do that? So your girlfriend is like, oh, you'd be happy with that, that, that situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's afraid of his girlfriend. Apparently. Oh, he is. Yeah. Or something like that. So Lisa says, I'm still not sleeping like I used to. Even to this day, I became kind of an insomniac. I mean, I feel like this happens to a lot of people. And then the last one is a Bloomberg news reporter, Eric Wasson. Compared the aftermath of the traumatizing riot to the end of Jaws, when everything feels copacetic on the beach, but you wonder if there's anything out there. And then he continued telling Vice News he experienced symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, short-tempered irritability that led to fights with his wife over nothing. This went on for nearly a month. What is it? Short-tempered irritability? Yes. Is that a, that's a clinical term? (laughs) I mm. yes. He's irritable. Right. Like maybe you're He's just, ir- irritable. Yeah. It gets set off kind of. I mean, I'm sure it had its moments of scariness, but it's not like reporters have never been, I guess because it was sprung on them rather than like they went to the scene. They were already at they were at the scene. That was these are the reporters that were that like are always at the Capitol. Yeah. These so are horrible. Kind of like, Right. I'm just trying to play slight doubles advocate. No, I get you. No, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Like it's a, it's a very, it was, I mean, I I mean, you can't really deny that it was a traumatic experience for some people, you know, I mean, I don't really think the whole thing was staged with actors and all that. So, I mean, it was probably traumatizing to some of the guards, whatever Capitol police that weren't, that are just, you know, they're just stooges. They don't know what's going on. So they weren't prepared before it. And, um, reporters that were there they were just like oh my god what the fuck's going on but you know after like 15 minutes of seeing dudes like with face paint <laughs> and giving thumbs ups and there's like no weapons at all <laughs> like yeah you know, i feel like at some point it just becomes more just like not menacing yeah you're the totality of your experience has to be like it was really weird and that's about it it's like really surreal and um 
It was you know, surreal just watching the fucking news of the whole thing going down. Yeah, I don't know if I was watching live. I was. I guess it was that a really? week a weekday or weekend. It was, it was a weekday. A, it was a Tuesday. I remember because of some shit that happened the day before. I was like, uh, weird day. I just saw something online, so I was like, let me turn the TV on, and then just saw all the madness at the Capitol. Was just like, yeah. Okay, I, I was probably watching online to some, you know, some extent at my desk at work. Then I remember. I guess I remember being surprised. Like, well, that's surprising. Like, well, I guess surprising in the sense that like it was that easy, but not surprising to me that like people were just you know pissed or pre- surprised they weren't prepared. You know that it like I guess that's the same thing as it being so easy. Uh, but not surprised that you know like people are just like fed up with this shit and it's like. The, these things like the Capitol building and all that are becoming they're symbols that the um, politicians kind of just don't regard as much. You know, they they just regard them as symbols, too. So like smashing some windows is not that big a deal. Well, but I mean, I can see the other side. I can see the other side where, where by definition, it was something that was violent and uh, I don't know, insurrectiony. You know. Yeah, I guess the question is what what makes you know events scary is not just the body count, but the, how much does it is it a sign of destabilizing a segment of the populace? You know, bordering on destabilization, sure. Right, and that that's how it is interpreted that way to a lot of people. I personally don't see it that way, but I mean, I was a little concerned about the lack of security. But that's what really a threw half me. Day that's what really threw me for a loop. That and the fact that no yeah. one had any intel, or if there was any intel about these, there was definitely there was a hundred percent intel. So, like the FBI had intel. Like it's it's, but it's like there's the the problem now is there. You know, one group says they told one group, and the other group said we didn't know. Why can't someone just uh, you know sack up and stop passing the buck? Like, That's oh. the weird thing. And like it used to be that yeah, we would uh, expect elected politicians to never really take responsibility, and everything was about their election. But like now, it's like no one really takes responsibility for anything. <laughs> That's the American way, everybody. Yeah, it's weird. I think the guy that led the Capitol Police resigned pretty damn quick because he probably was like, "Fuck this, I'm in a terrible position." Like. You know, probably, I've been in this long, long enough. I don't need, I don't need to like wait for my pension to kick in next year. And he would, he just quit like within a week, I think. He's, he saw, I was like, man, I'm not going to survive this. I'm out. Yeah. But I think it's pretty, you know, it comes out that like the FBI knew of things like, that's what, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's like in a play in this day and age where Intel is so easily gathered and there could be plenty of measures taken to uh, counter any craziness the fact that there wasn't anything you know any measures taken it's just like come on man there's there's theories kicked around that like some of these weird thing like that some of these things are like fbi it's it's kind of entrapment where the fbi has people planted in these uh extremist groups right and they kind of get them fired up a little bit and they start playing too big of a role like these undercover agents start playing too big of a role in these operate in these like uh, movements. Yeah, sort of like the the dudes that go into cover with drug operations, and then they, they they themselves start slanging and lose themselves in the mission. Yeah, I got that. You. Yeah, and then there's also like uh, you know, there's something in it for like federal agencies that have a lot of power to like for things to happen that 
ensure that they continue to have a lot of power. It's funny. So it's like, it's not just some, like some wild card, you know, agent that uh, is going rogue. It's like, it's almost part of the, it's almost part of a plan. Some would say that it's almost part of a plan to like make these things happen because then like there's weird things with the, uh, the trials or like the, the uh, people from January 6th that did uh, were charged with crimes. Like there's weird things about a lot of them just are not, they can just take plea deals because they were already in touch with the government or something like that. Or uh, there's a lot of weird stuff where they're just not charging them, charging certain people. Like the, the government had, a, the government had people in those crowds, but I don't, I have no proof of that. I just, I feel like nowadays uh, fact is stranger than fiction. Well, it's spooky. So you, you, you have an easy time convincing me of things like that, I guess. It's spooky yeah. that you say that. Last year, I think around the time the whole pandemic lockdown went into effect or leading up to it, there was that made-for-TV movie about Waco. There was a scene between... Oh, fuck. A Netflix, was it? It, it was, was Netflix, I think. Yeah, it was... on. Uh, well, it was originally aired on TV, but then Netflix, uh, they bought it up. Uh, there was a, a dialogue conversation between two characters. The dude that played... Jeremy Renner, there we go. His character, and I forget, another agent. Everything you just said about, you know, maintaining order by making people believe that they're, you know, that the government agencies have a bigger control over the populace than they really do. That's why they're there. So it's, just, it's weird that you made that point because they made the same similar point in that... I forget the name. It was probably Waco or something like that. On the okay. <clears throat> but again, yeah, bringing it to the uh, truth is stranger than fiction. Like art imitating life, life imitating art. It was just you're not the only one that have that have that that has that theory, man. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that going around. Or um, shit, there's some weird group. I don't know if it's like Proud Boys or something, but like there was one, like the leader of that group, right? Or some some. Is that that's a group? I think yeah. The leader of that group when he when he landed was like they knew he was coming to town, so they arrested him like immediately coming off the airplane or something. It's like, but that's it. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah, you'd think that like this is supposed to be like a white nationalist group, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. the leader the leader of the the Proud Boys at one point was a black guy, and then I guess is now a Cuban American guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's a a lot of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going. Except maybe a lot of people have figured out the game. It's like a media game. Um, the guy's name was uh, Enrique Tarrio, Cuban American. Okay. Yeah, so he would show up like in his bulletproof <laughs> vest and stuff like that. But obviously, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of videos on him, so I don't know what he did exactly. But I think he was up front during a lot of these things, these Proud Boy events, I guess. Yeah, they were. But like, there's See, like all these these groups yeah. to me are just so fringe, and like the people that stormed the Capitol. Proud Boys, KKK, like to me, they're just such a small group and it doesn't scare me that much. Like I understand they might cause like slight body count, which isn't good, but on the aggregate, it's just like not to me very alarming. Whereas I think the stuff that's scarier is more of the slow boil stuff, like, you know, getting intertwined with China, those type of ties and that them like infiltrating kind of the masses and like all the cancel, you know, I hate cancel culture seems so cliche now to say, but that attitude that's kind of permeating throughout to me is just way scarier. No, I, I so, agree with you. Um, yeah, I agree it's with about you. destabilizing. <laughs> you destabilizing. It takes, I think it's like, kind of connected. Destabilization is slow, but it's dangerous. Whereas like, So 9-11, it was like one, it was like a quick blow, like a huge blow, huge body count, 
really traumatic, but it didn't really destabilize us. Like we bounced back, we rebuilt, we, you know, we all came together. It didn't like, I would not say it really destabilized us. I think 9-11 was more like a hit the foundation kind of thing where yeah, that one event wasn't going to do it, but like the divisiveness, I yeah, guess, that became, comes off of that event and like the... Well, we uh, became like really polarized in the aftermath, like going to war, like all that and, yeah. you know, opinions on Bush. But like 9-11, if I, was the, if I was the terrorist and 9-11 was like something to do to like get shit started, you know, like over the next 30 or 40 years, like you set... You set the, a country like the United States up, you set it up to like to be so fractured and so like divided that something like 9-11, they did something like that again. It would like, uh, I don't know that it would make people come together as much. Like, I don't no, know. I don't think it would. I don't think, I don't think it would. So, but I think it's all kind all right, of connected. I, I think it's kind of connected though, because like, I, don't, I, don't, I think the people, like there's KKK people. I think that like the, the people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th were not like hillbillies who had nothing rapport. So they got sucked into the KKK and they weren't like, you know, growing up in like the inner city where they were like sucked in by gangs or something. They're like, they're like people that like had real jobs. Like they're like realtors, like insurance agents and lawyers and whatnot. That was kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing that they weren't 25, 22 year old dudes that weren't getting laid. that were joining Antifa, whatever they were like real, like normal like normal people that, so that what worried me was it, and I'm kind of coming back to your point because it's kind of connected is that is like people were just kind of, those people were angry maybe, and they're not even sure what they were angry at. So they just kind of melted down in this protest, riot, whatever. And like, sort of, and like, it didn't take much, you know, maybe it was uh organic or maybe it was some agent that was like, Hey, let's bust this door down. Didn't take much to like get them breaking windows down yeah. and kicking kicking doors down. It didn't take much. So that's and I think that stems from they. I mean, I think they thought that like Trump is like the was the um, would stop this whatever you're talking about, like this this slow burn of uh, giving ourselves over to China and other countries and whatnot. Like, I'm not sure if he did or not, or Trump was really stopping that, but uh, they saw Trump as maybe someone that wouldn't do that. I would just like to give my input and wager all the money in Jane's purse that there was at least one or two hillbillies at Capitol on June. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You had to have the means to get there. <laughs> the they weren't like, like it, it, it wasn't I mean, like... It, it wasn't so they weren't so fringe that it was like, well, Antifa, like uh, like you'd see the mug shots of Antifa and it's like purple hair, you know, like loser, 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 unemployed, unemployed. You know, it's like this guy was a lawyer for State Farm and was fired <laughs> you right. know, because he was on a he was doing like a Facebook live from outside the Capitol and got fired by State Farm. And it's like, but like, I feel like a lot of the people you hear about the anecdotal stories of the people who went to this had something in their background where the family or coworkers were like, yeah, they're a little. Yeah. I'm sure there's a healthy mix. Yeah. I'm sure there's a healthy mix of that. Sure. But there were people that were like, actually had something to lose. So. All right. Let's move on to the next story before this. All right. This is my old news. I extracted this viral video from 2006 that I was never aware of, but apparently it was a thing and I feel like I missed out. So now I get to like share this with you guys. So this is when America could come together and just have some, joy over uh the the sighting of a leprechaun 
City leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bringing binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun? Say yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he seems so sure. The leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch <laughs> resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. This, Others this find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow Not much to from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. <laughs> this guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. He's got a, this a bullet vest. Smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-grandfather, Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes For the listeners, he does not look Irish. This tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where to go. I want to go. Yeah, he does. That's right. All right. Well, I feel like that's the last neighborhood a leprechaun would show up at. I love that video <laughs> so much. You know what Are I mean? you kidding me? The Irish settled the South. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> leprechaun just shows up. Okay. Like, well. Yeah. Like the rednecks, the Southern rednecks, they're all like, from, okay. they were, and they were descendants of Irish. I see. People. I got it. Yeah. So the, I have the to leprechaun, see. instead of showing up in Dublin, decided to settle up in, Mo <laughs> show up in Mobile, Mobile, yeah. Alabama. <laughs> I have to say, if I was one of these newfangled rappers that had tattoos all over his face, you best believe that leprechaun drawing would be one of those tattoos on the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to pose. I'll have to pose a picture in the group. <laughs> I love that artist rendering so much. <laughs> the other thing I like a lot, a lot about that clip is the the interview with the guy with the flute. The the reporter's like, this guy. He doesn't even bother <laughs> to ask him his name. Nothing. It's just like, nah. Or maybe the guy didn't want his name out there. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but still, like this guy here that I ran into. <laughs> yeah, had a piece of pipe with some holes drilled in it. <laughs> yeah, the people being interviewed were very authentic. The reporter sounded like a Dave Chappelle sketch show kind of reporter. But I mean, how can you not? Because it's such an insane story. Such a ridiculous situation. Like, hey, but who, who saw Leprechaun? <laughs> He was like, "Yeah, I saw Leprechaun." Like, what? What is going on? Yeah, the joy is just so. Or what was in the Colt forty-five back in ninety-six? Leprechaun dust. Yeah, that was two thousand six, by the way. It was oh, two thousand six. Oh, yeah, geez. it was March fourteenth, two thousand six. Well, I was just in Mobile, Alabama. Too. No worry. Did you see there the you Leprechaun? Find I did not. Damn, I did not. No. Did you go to or its burial? Yeah. To, to its like burial? No. I just no. think it would be dead by now. Dropping the ball, Chris. Dropping the ball. I feel like the leprechaun would have been like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you figure he'd go somewhere greener than the south. I yeah. I mean, a leprechaun's short. Or maybe the I don't know if they have superpowers or what, but I mean, they're small in stature. So they don't really have, I mean, they, get, they have an attitude, you know? I think leprechauns wouldn't survive, to be honest with you. If they were anywhere in the South, there's too much crazy animals that would take them out so easily. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they don't have some kind of special powers, I mean, they're like, they're done. 
you know yeah jane thank you for the news yes yeah Very thanks well. jane rob you want to give yeah. any shout outs to our our viewers our supporters shout oh yeah well of course shout out to everybody uh watching and listening everybody that's on live on our uh youtube right now you guys uh, make sure to check us out live on youtube or uh we do our uh bi-weekly happy hours are we doing that we this had- week no it'll be next week Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bruin Backhand and Mindy. Mindy from the East Coast. Mindy Spring. What's up, girl? Hey, girl. Hey. And uh, who else was on? Family of Three is usually on. B Frank. Hi Hat. Laura. What's up? Addie. Ultra fan Addie. And uh, a whole oh, bunch well, of other people. Appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's an all star lineup of listeners and or viewers. Yeah. yeah. There's more. And thanks for checking out our. Uh, youtube page everybody it's uh you know it's fun recording live and then posting it so thanks for watching and listening absolutely love doing the show for y'all shout out to kwana kwana hello kwana oh no she's watching i just had all right so i guess that's a wrap for this week so yeah thanks everybody for tuning in watching all that we really appreciate the support i'm just gonna say get it on get it on get it on Get it on! I used to call the capital my girlfriend. Now your problems don't answer to America! Fuck yeah!